0: Once lost,
1: now found.
0: Heaven came down and grace rescued me. Sing, how sweet, how sweet the sound of singing. Once lost, now found. At the cross, you took my place, with your grace on top of grace. Hallelujah, I am free from my sin and penalty. At the cross, you took my place, with your grace on top of grace. Thank you, Lord. song it will be Out of the darkness we will rise and sing He is faithful He is glorious and He is Jesus and all my hope is Joy and love and peace to and oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. I have seen a light like the break of dawn. sight, letting lame and war. I see a generation with resurrection light. We are a generation filled with the power of Christ and our song. darkness we will rise and Joy and love and peace and life. He has paid the highest price. He has proven His great love for us. We will praise Him with our lives. Hallelujah. And both our love for
2: Him. He has
0: paid the highest price. Yes, Lord, you did. He has proven His great love for us. Thank you, Lord. We will praise Him with our lives. And Love for him and proclaim our love for him. Oh, yes, Lord, we love you, Lord, he is faithful and he is glorious, and he is, glorious, and he is Jesus, and all my and hope is. And He is healing right now He is hope and joy and love and peace and life He is faithful And He is glorious And He is Jesus And oh, my hope is in Hope and joy and love and peace and life. He's faithful.
3: Come like the fire again. Come Come
1: like a a burning
0: flame. Have your way. Have your way. Come like a rushing wind. Come like the fire.
2: Think about the words you sing. Do we mean this in our hearts? Have your way, Lord, have your way. that That doesn't just mean in this place. That means in our lives. We want the fire of God. Father, we ask for your fire. us to count the cost of letting you have your way God so that we can truly lay everything about ourselves on the altar because you send fire on sacrifice God you send fire on sacrifice that you stir up our hearts God to, to lay it all down for you Doesn't
0: so good.
2: Wind. Come like a rushing wind. Come like the fire again.
0: Come like a bird.
3: have your way among us have your way have your way way. way. we love to be near you we love to be near you we love to be near you just lay it down just lay it down have your way have your way have your way way, Lord have your way
2: just lay every space of your life down he's worthy trust Him. You, you can trust
3: Him. Of your presence Let only hunger rise a to only all of a lot of chinamalaya only all of a lot of toy only all of a lot of tea Presence, we praise you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, Lord. it's Pentecost Sunday, and if waiting was good enough for the disciples, we can wait a little bit here too. listen to what God's saying to you.
0: The you, Jesus. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you,
0: thank you The atmosphere is changed. Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. But the Spirit of the Lord is here. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your. God.
3: tangible presence here Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. We humble ourselves. Thank you, Lord. We humble thank ourselves you. before you. Oh, thank you, Lord. You we are submit you God. to your presence in our Yesterday I went out mm-hmm. in a farmer's market, and we witnessed many people healed by the power of God. His presence is here this morning to heal. Yes, God. His presence is here yes, this God. morning to deliver. Yes, Just allow Him to touch you this oh, morning yes, with His God. presence. Yes, God. Yes, God. It's his presence within us we and his presence upon us oh just open we up just surrender you. those things to you yes, God, God surrender. we just surrender, we surrender those things to the power of your presence yes God yes God we just surrender those things yes, in our God. lives to yes, the power God. of your yes, presence to your, oh, power, to your resurrection power oh, to your life oh, to your freedom to yes, your Lord. peace yes Lord yes Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The power of the Lord is here to heal, to set free, to deliver. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Lord. We thank, you Lord. thank you, Lord. A miracle can happen now because the presence of the Lord is here. Oh. We thank Thank you.
2: thank you Is there anybody here this morning that needs a miracle? Put your hand up if you need a miracle
3: Oh yes Lord, yes Lord.: Your spirit is here, Lord.: Yes yes Lord. Yes Lord
2: Yes, Lord, yes Lord,
3: yes Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Holy
2: Spirit, we release you to minister.
3: Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. To every heart that that needs a a miracle.
2: Every part of every life that needs a miracle. We trust that you are a good, good father, Lord. You hear your children. You won't give them stones. So in faith we step into that this morning, Lord, corporately. We step into it corporately as a body, as the bride of Christ, as the church. We're here as brothers and sisters. We're here as family. And this family steps into your miracle this morning, God. tell you to go now in the name of Jesus. You have no place here. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. I release
3: release hope in this room right now. I release hope in this room right now. I'm a man of the people, I'm a man of the people, I'm
4: This morning, and, um, you know, we've been singing about the promises of God. We've been about His faithfulness and that the Spirit of the Lord is here. And if you're here this morning and you have a need, if you have a physical need, if you have a need where you're struggling with anxiety or fear or depression or any of those types of things, um, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And we just want to take time in the moment of the service here. Uh, I, I, I love when, when we just enter and we just let the... And just, it's like getting in the raft and going down the river and just seeing where the Spirit takes us. And if you're here this morning, and, and, and this is speaking to your heart, and you feel that drawing to come, we just want to pray. We just want to pray and see what God does. We just want to pray and have expectation. Can we have expectation here today? Can we have expectation that as we come together as family, as, as, as the family of God, that God, Spirit, does something special? Can we do that this morning? If you're here, and this is speaking to your heart, would, would you come? And we just want to pray. So if, if you've got a physical need, you, n- you need healing. You need healing. You need some healing on the inside. Maybe it's not a physical, maybe it's a spiritual or a, or, a, or emotional or whatever that it is. Or there's some, there's some other need you have in your life. Can we just continue just to lift our hands and just to believe and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. And you know my need. You see my situation. You know every detail. You know what I need more than I need myself. More than I know myself. You know my needs. And uh, for some of the ladies, you know, get around some of these ladies that are here. We've got four ladies that are, that are stretched right across, five ladies stretched right across, the hands that are ready to receive. And so, Lord, we, we thank you that we're, we are got a posture of reception. This morning, a posture of reception. A posture of reception. Can we pray and believe together? Can we stand and just stretch out our hands together as a, as a church body? Just stretch out our hands and just begin to say, Lord, you are the God of miracles. You're the God of signs and wonders. You're the God who heals. You're the God who, who does these things. And so we pray right now in the name of Jesus. So, so Brother Ed's going to anoint with oil those that are here in, in a receptive posture. And we're just going to pray and we're going to believe. Holy Spirit, we just pray right now that the, the power of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, the enabling of the Spirit, Lord, that you're here today. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would do your do Your work. Do your work, Lord. Do your work. Do your work. Wind, I just pray, wind, you'll just blow. Holy Spirit, just blow through this place. And I pray that where there's healing, physical healing is gonna happen. I pray that physical healing happens today. And we're gonna have testimonies about physical healing. We curse we curse illness in Jesus' name. Because you said, Lord, you said that there was no disease you could not heal. You are the Lord, you are the God who heals all of our diseases. And you have gifted the church. You have placed gifts within the church to heal the sick. For your glory, Lord, for your glory, we pray. This morning, the sick would be touched. In Jesus' name, we just curse MS and we just just command it to go in Jesus' name. Can we agree to that this morning? We just curse MS and we command it to go in in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We just pray for strength. We pray for strength this morning. We pray for health. We pray for, for, for just a, a, a recharging of the batteries, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit, just touch my sister, my senior sister. In Jesus' name, a mother in the faith, just touch Mama Nelly this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, touch your Lord. Minister to her. For Michael today, God, for Michael today, Lord touch him and strengthen him God may your spirit just clothe him may you just come upon him clothe him with power may he just continue with a posture of reception today just to receive from the Lord in Jesus name 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 name we pray right now God for a fresh touch of you today Lord just a fresh and filling of your Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus. May every trial, every problem, every circumstance, Lord, that she's facing right now, that she's bringing, she's submitting it to you, Lord. She's submitting it to you, the God of miracles, the one who's faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, that our confidence is your faithfulness. Our confidence is your faith. You are faithful. Your promise is yes and amen. Do that, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, just touch our our young sister right here, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, just touch her, Lord. May the Spirit of God come upon her. May she have an experience she won't forget in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, just come. Just come. Just come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come, Holy Spirit, right now. Come upon her, Lord. You said sons and daughters. You said old and the young. You, old and the young, Lord, it didn't matter. No respecter of persons. No respecter of age, no respecter of anything, Lord, because it's available to all, Lord, who come. Available to all who, who come and seek what you have because you're the baptizer in the spirit, Lord. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that everything you have, everything you have, Lord, that you pour out upon her now. You pour out upon her now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Just come, Holy Spirit, just come. Oh, just touch Lorene today, God, right now. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her life. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you for breakthrough. May it increase. May more walls be broken down in Jesus' name. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, we pray. More for more. We pray for more. We pray for more. Just more, more, Lord, this morning. More of your spirit. Hallelujah. Every every trial, every every challenge, Lord, we pray right now. We command it to to be resolved in Jesus' name. We pray for healing, deliverance in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, right now. Oh, thank you, Lord, for those that are here today, God. And I just pray for more of your spirit, for more of your spirit. Just come upon my sister right now, more of your Holy Spirit, more of your Holy Spirit. Just come, come, more of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, more of your Holy Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Just come, come, Spirit, come, come, come. I seen a young guy had a hand up worshiping. So Lord, we just pray over Ethan now. We just Ask God that as his hand was extended to you in worship, Lord, that you will touch him in a powerful way. May he have an experience, an encounter with you, Lord, that he will not forget. That will be life transforming. With your power, your Spirit, just come through him, Lord. In Jesus' name. 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 In Jesus name. Yeah, she had. Got a testimony. It's good. You've already got a testimony. So we got a testimony this morning. Have a testimony. So, if you want to just let everyone know, just
1: introduce yourself. Okay, turn around. Hi. <laughs> my name is Tabby So, and my eye was bugging me and i prayed and he said everything's going to be fine you're going to be okay amen. Amen. and now my eyes better
4: amen 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 that's fantastic anybody else got a testimony amen. of anything that the lord has done just this morning or amen anybody how many are enjoying the presence of the Lord this morning? It's just really great, amen? And um, just incredible worship. Thank you so much this morning, worship team. They just did a phenomenal job. Could you just show your appreciation for them this morning? Um, a, real, a real, real blessing just helps to, just so much to create, a, just to foster a really great atmosphere of worship and praise and reception. And uh, just feel like we've really done something already. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Thanks. I really appreciate that. That's okay. You can just leave it right anywhere. That's great. Yeah, perfect. So if it's okay, I, I might just stay right here. Good morning. How many know it's Pentecost Sunday? I think we already know, right? It's Pentecost Sunday. And uh, yeah, just a couple of announcements. And I'll I'll find my trusty, my trusty bulletin here. Just a couple of announcements. Won't belabor the announcements. And then we're going to pray over the children, release them. And just believe that God's going to speak to them, their hearts today. Of course, those uh, that are considering, I'm not sure if anyone here has never been baptized in water if you've never been baptized in water and you want to be baptized, um, feel free to to grab a hold of me at the end of the service or or send me an email or something or a phone call. And we'll start collecting some names and we'll start making preparations and we'll set a special date for that and uh, just celebrate that. And so if you have never been baptized in water and you want to be baptized, you you, you know, you've accepted Jesus in your heart, but you want to take that and make that and say you know i want to take that step of discipleship and uh just to acknowledge and publicly declare you know and and have that have that uh a part of of your your walk then we just love to be able to do that and so if you've never been baptized in water just you know like i say grab a hold of me uh send me an email send me a phone call uh whatever way you'd like to connect that will be fantastic and we'll start compiling names and, and and set a date so um Also, um, coming up on Tuesday night for our prayer night, just want to let you know that um, just recently I was um, invited to serve on the FCSS Advisory Board. Um, That was sort of in the making about a year ago or so when um, Pastor Brandon at the Alliance Church had made a decision that he was stepping down. They uh, They leave a chair open for someone that serves on the ministerial and they didn't want that seat to be lost because we have a chance to have an influence and so I got talking to uh, Brandon about it especially after he mentioned Galaxy Land and a trip to uh, Wim. yeah that was supposed to be a joke right can I try that again So, no, no, laying all jokes aside, though, um, a great opportunity just to continue to have a presence from from the uh, the Christian community, and uh, not only to bring some insights and suggestions, but also to be aware of the needs of our community. And uh, I was just speaking with someone just uh, the other day, and they had mentioned how valuable that is, just to have uh, that insight, and, and to be able to find needs that, you know, perhaps the town isn't able to meet, but maybe... Uh, a local church such as ourselves can step in and say, you know, what What can we do to show love and compassion and mercy to those that are around us? To show the love of Jesus, amen? Because so we have been called to love our neighbors ourselves. So just to let you know, because of that, um, I have to shift that particular Tuesday, third Tuesday night in, on in the month, ahead about an hour, just to be sure, because the meeting runs from 5 until 6.30. So just to uh, give a little extra time, on the third Tuesday night of each month, Instead of six thirty, we'll meet at at uh, seven thirty, and I trust that that'll be okay. Give everybody a chance to get their supper in, and not have to make a mad dash to to the church for prayer. So, of course, as well, we are in in uh, in the work of, of of aligning or getting lined up for our annual uh, meeting coming up in. We're we're looking we're shooting for the end of June, uh, the last week of June. Uh, we're still confirming a date, but it, it will likely be the last uh, week in June, either Sunday uh, following the service, Tuesday night, maybe Thursday night. But we'll let you know on the date, but just giving you a heads up that we are going to have our um, annual general meeting coming up at the end of, the end of June. And at the 1st of June, we have uh, Jim Holtham's going to be with us. So Friday night and out on the table right now you didn't get it in your bulletin but there is a, a notice looks like this Does everybody see that okay so there's a notice on the board or on the table simplicity and sonship come get stirred in the power of the gospel and it's the speaker Jim Holton going to be here Friday June the 1st 7 o'clock everyone's welcome to attend and uh, so keep that on the calendar We're believing for good things to happen and of course on the back of your bulletin you'll notice all the summer camp information, uh, Moose for Moose Lake for Sunnyside and of course we have young folks here who uh, like to head off to veteran camp at the end of June, first part of July and they, all, they've had, they had a great time last year just some really powerful stuff and uh, so I know that some of them will be making plans to attend uh, that camp so I think it's about all the announcements I have at the moment. And so, with that said, we're going to ask the ushers to come. Uh, Great-looking bunch here. Great-looking team of ushers. And so we're going to receive our giving this morning, our morning tithe and offering. So as we receive... Actually, maybe what I'll do is I'm going to get Frank. Frank, would you, would you lead us in that?
2: As we receive
1: today's offering... We are believing you for heaven opened earth invaded storehouses unlocked and miracles created
4: dreams and visions angelic visitations declaration
1: impartation and divine manifestations anointings giftings and calls positions and promotions provisions and resources to go to the nations souls and more souls from every generation saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen.
4: God bless you. As you give, we're going to ask the kids to come up i are going to ask the kids to come up and the kids are going to be going up to the tree house. Now, I'm just going to move this up a little bit. It just helps me to see everyone a little better. And then I, have, I can go up and down if I want to instead of just going across. So i going to get all the kids to come. Wow, nice looking bunch, eh? What do you say, nice looking bunch? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I'm going to do something a little different. Who who would volunteer? Who would like to, to, to pray over the children this morning? Does anybody would like to pray over the children this morning? So, Amanda, come on down.
1: Father, we thank you for these precious little ones. Um, and we just thank you that uh, you've got a call and a purpose for each one of them. We thank you for Chelsea today, who is... Going to teach them. We ask that you bless her and uh, give her wisdom. Holy Spirit be with her. And Holy Spirit be opening their hearts to receive the things you have for them. We thank you that your spirit is just as big in them and uh, help them to learn how to cultivate that and to walk in your power. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen. amen. Great bunch. So yes, if we can open up our Bible, if you have it with you, maybe it's on a device. Now I'm just going to do something really quick. I'm just going to get a bottle of water. You don't want a dry preacher, right? And, and I, yeah, that's right. I've Got to laugh there. You guys are going to wake you up. So this morning, yeah. So, how many really enjoyed the worship? That was just precious, wasn't it? That was just precious. I've, uh, I told them that I think it was Tuesday night. It might have been Tuesday night. That since we've come here, I just loosen right up in worship. I don't care if anybody's looking at me and think, hey, what's he dancing for? Or what's he clapping? I just, doesn't matter. So, I just enjoy it so much. And uh, it really prepares my heart. And, uh, And so anyway, I'm really excited. I'm kind of, yeah, just ready to go. So if I'm a little bit long this morning, it's Pentecost Sunday. So if if I could just get in uh, in advance just a little bit of grace, would that be okay? Just a little bit of grace. I don't know if you've got a roast in the oven like some people would do back east, and they'd be looking at their watch, thinking their roast is going to be burnt because the preacher's preaching too long grace on top of grace. Amen. So I just, I just wanted to uh, to give you a little bit of forewarning. But I, will, I really will try not to be so long or nothing like that. But uh, really got pumped up. And um, we, we just got back a couple of weeks ago from Victoria. Beautiful city. Beautiful drive. Uh, a little rough on, on, on the ears going through. You know, kids just want to be there. They want like a... They think that you should be on the Starship Enterprise, right? Just be able to beam... Boom! There you are, and and they just have a rough job sometimes traveling, but uh, beautiful, beautiful trip, and just a fantastic conference celebrating 100 years of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada and reflecting back and moving forward was was the theme, and it was just so great to see people share stories of the past and what God has done in the past. But I, I believe that God as great as is in the past that we we also need to have that hope for an anticipation for the future. And so it was you know, the the theme was was picture this and of course looking at our successes and looking at the future and and so on and and not only that but but just hammering out some of the things that we're doing as a fellowship in terms of revitalization and planting and and even refreshing uh what we what we say what we, we cherish in terms of our beliefs and practice. And of course being Pentecost Sunday, it's hard job not to speak about Pentecost or the Holy Spirit when you're in a Pentecostal church. Would you all agree with that? Kinda hard. I, I have a hard job passing that by. I know there's pastors who will come to Mother's Day and I've heard it actually I didn't hear it. I didn't hear anything on Mother's Day, on Mother's Day. But I come, I have a hard job getting past this particular date on the calendar. And so I get a little bit wound up about it, and I sometimes wrestle with, what am I going to say on Pentecost Sunday? Because to me, there's just so much to say that I'm not really sure just where to anchor down. But I sort of finally decided to anchor down, and I'm and so there'll be things that I will not say that I could have said, but I'm, I am going to say some things this morning. I sort of put my teacher's hat on a little bit. So there'll be things that I say this morning And it's really for a purpose. And I want to talk about this morning the significance of Pentecost. The significance of of Pentecost. So if you get your Bible and you turn to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and we look at verse 1, and I know this is a very familiar passage, but we're going to read down. We're going to be looking at the first 13 verses. And I'm going to try to cut a little bit because we don't need to read every little portion. But it does say that when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. I thought we were getting there this morning. Filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, Luke says, were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, and when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one of heard their own language being spoken. They were utterly amazed. And they asked, aren't all of these who are speaking Galileans? In other words, meaning that these guys sound—they would sound to our ears like Newfoundlanders because they had a hard job pronouncing the gutturals. They weren't really the among the elite, educated people. These are lands speaking, and they're speaking these different languages, and they—we know what they're saying. How is it that each of them hears? Uh, each of us hears them in our native language, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia and Judea Judea and and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, and, and you continue on. Lots of different folks there. And it says, when we get to the Cretans and the Arabs, verse 11, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own Galileans speaking all these different languages. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? And of course, some of them made fun. They've just had too much wine. They've just had too much wine. Just got into the sauce a little early in the morning. And so, Lord, we pray this morning that we would catch the significance of Pentecost. That we would catch the significance of what you did, but not only did you do that then, but Lord, you're still doing it now you're still doing it now and we see it in a model we we see a paradigm and Lord we pray that this morning God that we would see ourselves in this and we would see our own experiences but we'd also hunger for fresh a fresh touch a fresh outpouring of your spirit today fill us anew we pray as the songwriters written we pray this in Jesus name and everyone said "Amen." amen amen The truth is as as and this is a Pentecostal church, and I'm a Pentecostal pastor by experience and by belief. And I value that because I will say from the outset that I believe that when it comes to the experience of the Spirit in this way, that it is very biblical. And so I don't necessarily approach this as a denominational person, you know, because oh that well, he's just part of a Pentecostal denomination. No. I I believe first and foremost, that what I'm covering this morning is immensely biblical. And I believe we have to be people of the book. And that our experiences need to be gauged by what we read in the scriptures. And I would say this morning that when it comes to our distinct understanding and how the Spirit works and what the Spirit does, that this is where we find ourselves. And so when we read Acts 2, and I know it's a very popular passage but I want you to understand this morning and I can't get into all of it because it's too detailed we could do a whole study on this that really it finds its rooting and its grounding even in the Old Testament but for Acts 2 it's our story I remember hearing preachers get up and, and they would preach on Acts 2 and they, they always saw that this is, this is something that we can experience today and we need to experience today and so Acts 2 it's our story And if we're Pentecostal by experience, we see ourselves in the story. That's how we read narrative. Pentecostals have always been able to put themselves in the story that they read. And so I want to look at a few things this morning about the significance of Pentecost. Well, when we come to the first verse, when the day of Pentecost came, there's not a whole lot of commentary that Luke brings us. Dr. Luke, who wrote Luke and he wrote that. He doesn't bring a whole lot of commentary on what Pentecost is because I believe that probably when he was writing there, that there was a, a, an, assu- an assumption that they would have understood what that was. But what is, what is Pentecost? Well, Pentecost means 50, 50th. And so it was a word that was borrowed. It was a word that was the Greek-speaking uh, Jews used it to refer to a Jewish harvest festival celebrated 50 days after passover no for us who are christians we understand that it was during that time that jesus was crucified and as we sang this morning grace on top of grace that it was because of the cross it was because of the blood it was because of the lamb of god who went to the cross and shed his blood for us that we can receive the grace of god that we can experience what jesus told nicodemus that we can be born again That we can be regenerated. We can be brought to new life in Christ. Happened on the Passover. But we also know that there was resurrection. Amen? And not only was there resurrection, but there was ascension. And because of ascension, there was also a promise in Acts 1, as Jesus, before he was ascended, that he said, but you need to wait, Luke 24, 49, you need to wait in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. He tells the disciples that you will be baptized in the Spirit not many days from now. And when the Spirit comes, He promises them, and all of His promises are, yes and amen, that when the Spirit comes, that they would receive power, not salvation. He said, you'll receive power. See, they were already saved. They were already followers. This is not about conversion. This is about empowerment. And so here's on the day of Pentecost. And this is, they, they called it, the Jews called it the Feast of Weeks. And if you want to get an idea about this festival, a little bit to set the background here, you can think about the Vegreville Fair. How many know that when you've got the fair going on, it's pretty busy around town? And you've got people from Toefield, and you've got people from all around the outlying communities. And they're all congregating in Vegreville for a while because there's a Ferris wheel and there's things that are going on at the at the bandstand, I guess you call it, or the what's it called again? The the Yeah, the band shell, not the bandstand, the band shell. And there's competition, vendors are selling things at their tables, and there's prayer at the fair. And so you've got all these people coming and maybe I don't know if you've been there, I haven't been there yet, but we're we're hoping maybe to kind of check it out. You know, if you went to the Calgary Stampede, I'm sure that Calgary would be bustling with lots and lots of folks going through the city. Good for business, amen good for the hotels, good for the people that are selling the goods. And that's the way it was in the Feast of Pentecost. You had people coming from all over the area. In fact, some of them, scholars say, probably decided because they came so far away that they would stay from the time of Passover and they would camp out in Jerusalem until the Feast of Pentecost. And so it was a busy spot. A lot of people. The population, you know, would have swelled up, kind of like having a university town where half of them are students for a while. And so this was significant. This was very significant. But you see, one of the things we noticed when we read the text was that the day of Pentecost, the feast, would not only just bring people from around the region, but they would bring people who differed in their language, differed in their customs, different in their religious beliefs and even in their practices, it created a bit of a melting pot in Jerusalem. And Luke tells us that the followers of Jesus, they, he says, meaning the disciples, how many would say this morning, I'm a follower of Jesus, would you lift your hand? As a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, one who's saved, one who's endeavoring to live for the Lord, the disciples had gathered together in one place, one place, one accord. And they were united. There was a visible unity among the followers of Jesus that day. And their purpose was this is that they were waiting. They were the old languages, they were tarrying. But they were waiting for the promise that Jesus gave. And we know his promises are yes and amen. But they were waiting. And they were praying. And I'm sure that they were worshiping. And of course that they be eating and all these things as well. But they were waiting for the promise of the Father. The promise that Jesus gave them that they would be baptized in the Spirit not many days from now. And that they would receive what he said was coming. And that was the power to be witnesses. The power to be witnesses. Folks, we need the power today to be witnesses for Jesus, especially in a time when statistics are saying that 95% of born-again Christians never witness for Jesus. 95% of Christians who say, I love Jesus, I serve him and follow him, don't share their faith. We need power. Now, it's been long assumed that they were in the upper room, according to Acts one thirteen. Some people have different opinions just because of how things played out, but we won't get into all the details on that because we're talking about the significance. The, what was important about all of this? It's the, it's the why. They were waiting. That's the point. They were waiting. They were their promise of the receiving power. And Luke uh, reports in verse 2, check it out, it says, Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, and it said that it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that came and separate, separated and rest came to rest on each of them. Now, if you haven't figured this out already, this was not an ordinary prayer meeting. This was not an ordinary prayer meeting. Because when you, most of us, when we're in the prayer meeting, we don't have the sound of a wind coming through. Amen? This is pretty cool. I can imagine. Could you imagine what it would be like if you were there at the time? I mean, this was, this was probably just, you know, this has got to be it. Something significant happened. I've, I heard a, a, of an Anglican church that was in prayer and seeking and hungry after more of the Lord, and they actually heard the sound of a wind come through, and they recorded it. They actually got a recording of the wind. And so here they are, waiting for the promise of God, the promise of Jesus, the promise of the Father, and the wind comes through. The sound of a mighty rushing wind, probably reminiscent of Ezekiel 37, where the Spirit brings life. And then there was the sound, the sound echoing, the sound probably at Mount Sinai, and the fire noted in the Old Testament as a symbol of God's Presence, probably reminiscent of the fire, the consuming fire on Mount Sinai, also echoing probably in their minds. John the Baptist said something about fire, didn't he? Wind and fire. Scholars use a fancy word for this. They say theophanies. Basically, these are visible, tangible manifestations of God's presence. Could you imagine now that you're you are a Jewish follower of Jesus? And you have the Old Testament in your heart and all of a sudden this begins to happen and all of a sudden you begin to realize something is up. The wind and the fire. What was the, what was the wind was an emblem of the Spirit. And what was the significance of these signs was that they accompanied the Spirit and these signs, these dramatic signs of course would have been reminiscent of Sinai. Now why is this important? It's because at Sinai... We know that Israel was constituted as God's covenant people with, listen, the vocation to be a kingdom of priests. They were commissioned and constituted as a kingdom of priests. They were to be different. They were to have a, well, they were to be like a demonstration plot to show what life is like when God is your king. But what's interesting is that at Pentecost, something is happening now with the church. That the church at Pentecost, just like Mount Sinai, established them as a kingdom of priests. What was happening on the day of Pentecost with the wind and the sound and the fire was that Pentecost was establishing this ragtag bunch. And if you don't think they're ragtag, you look at who Jesus picked. They wouldn't have cut the mustard with other rabbis. In fact, they say Judas might have been the only one that had anything going for him. And yet there's this 120 disciples in 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 the place where they are, the upper room. The Spirit comes and the Spirit constitutes them as a community of prophets. Look what Luke says. He says all of them, all of them, were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, big deal, Pastor. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody that's a Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what I got when I was talking to a Wesleyan pastor many moons ago. He told me, he said, don't tell me that I'm not filled with the Spirit because I don't speak in tongues. That's okay. Okay, that's fair. Because the Bible does say that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Are you tracking with me with this? Everybody say amen? You're tracking. Good. You're awake. Okay, that's fair. Fill with the Spirit. Okay? Well, the other part would be Uh, didn't Paul also teach us that those who don't have the Spirit of Christ don't belong to him? Is it not that we are born again by the Spirit? Okay? Okay, that's interesting. So we probably have to say he's got something going here. Would you agree? He's got something going. But what's interesting is is that when Paul talked about Ephesians 5, 18 where he talked about don't be drunk, With wine, we're in a success, but to be filled with the Spirit. He's talking about being filled in the Spirit, he's talking about being controlled and being yielded to the Spirit in the sense of how we live our everyday lives. See, Paul is writing to the Ephesian believers, he's also writing to the Corinthians with pastoral concerns. That this is how things work when you're together in your group. And so there's been some of those who believe that when it comes to saying, what does it mean to be filled in the, with the Spirit, they go right to Paul, they go right to Ephesians five eighteen, and they say, this is what it means to be filled with the Spirit. However, we could say, well, you got a bit of a point there. But here's the issue. The issue is don't impose what Paul is saying in Ephesians 5 on what Luke is saying in Acts chapter 2. You say, "Well, what do you mean?" Well, listen, I'll tell you what I mean. I remember I was—I saw a guy in Windsor, and I was in Sobies, I believe it was, and we met each other in the aisle. And I got, "Oh, okay, you're you're a so-and-so's brother. He used to come to the church." And so, in talking with him, I I discovered a few things, and I discovered that he lived. I said, "So, where are you living?" He said, "Well, I'm living down the shore." Oh, yeah, well, I'm from down the shore. Well, guess what? Geographically, they were in two different places. How could it be that I lived down the shore, and where that was was on the south shore of Nova Scotia, down on a little place called Lockport, a little fishing community, and he lived way across the other side of the province in a place that he called, others would say, that's the Knoll shore, but he called it down the shore. So I'm from down the shore and he's living down the shore and there are two different places. Well, I come to realize, wait a minute, same phrase, different meaning, different application. It's interesting too, folks, and you're getting a little biblical lesson here, is that Paul only mentions being filled with the Spirit once. You mark it down in Ephesians 5.18. Don't be drunk on wine where is excess, but be filled with, with the spirit. Luke, by the way, mentions being filled with the spirit nine times, three times in the first chapter of his gospel. Interesting that Luke is saying something different. Where where does Luke get his ideas? Well, actually Luke gets his ideas from the Old Testament, the Greek version, the Septuagint, the Bible they were reading at the time. And being filled with the Spirit is you can't impose. I just want to tell you right now: don't don't read Paul in Ephesians five and think that Luke is saying the exact same thing in Acts two, or even in the Gospel of Luke. Something totally different going on here. And this is where we get in the problem sometimes when we're talking and using language, because I don't know about you, but every Christian says I'm spirit filled, and I'm thinking, okay, I understand what you're, you're talking about the Pauline sense. You're not talking Lucan. You're not talking Luke. You're talking Paul. I get that. That's okay. I understand. But when it comes to Pentecostals who find their their experience in what Luke has to say, it's important that we take seriously what he's saying. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? What does it mean? Using it nine times, and if you track it, I would challenge you to read Luke Acts in one sitting and track and underscore every time he uses the phrase filled with the Spirit. And I think you will come to the same conclusion as I have that it always results in someone being able to speak under the inspiration of the Spirit. John would be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth, and he would be given a vocation as prophet. Okay, that's interesting. Elizabeth. Mary. Mary's song was inspired. It was inspired praise. Zachariah was filled with the Spirit as well. And so we can see if you track it, and I would, I challenge you to sit down, read through the, that, that portion. And even go back in the Old Testament and ask yourself, when they were filled with the Spirit, when they were clothed with the, with the, with the Spirit, and the Spirit came upon them, ask yourself, what is the result, and you will discover that inspiration of the spirit is in there. Supernatural stuff that's happening. And it's interesting that in Luke, or excuse me, in Acts 2:4, filled with the Spirit, means what Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, where he talked about being clothed with power, he talked about being baptized in the Spirit, Luke 3:16 and Acts 1:5, receiving the Spirit. Not for salvation, but for empowerment. And the pouring out of the Spirit, Acts 2.17 and 10.45. And then then he goes on, he says, that when they were filled with the Spirit, they they began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit enabled them. Now, notice how they're speaking. They're speaking as the Spirit enabled them. And what that means, and if you go in the Old Testament... You'll discover that the word that's used there in in that portion, and you go in the Old Testament, you find the similar thing, is that it always has to do with supernaturally inspired speech. Supernaturally inspired speech. And a lot of people, folks, have gotten tripped up over tongues. They've gotten tripped up over tongues. One... one, uh, one Pentecostal Canadian Pentecostal wrote an article in the Pentecostal testimony, and it's something of the effect why tongues and not purple hair? Why didn't God use purple hair as a sign? Never thought of that. Could you imagine now? Everybody who's filled with we all got purple hair, we all got our hair dyed purple. That'd be interesting. That'd be a pretty good marker. Be hard to deny that purple hair. I mean, couldn't the Lord have used something a little less weird? Have you ever noticed that people will talk about Pentecostals and speaking, and they think that it's something that's pretty weird? Well, it happened back in 1906 in Los Angeles. Azusa Street, the newspapers printed that there was some weird babble of tongues. They thought they were crazy. They thought they were out to lunch. So why would the Lord use tongues? Why would he not use something a little less divisive? A little something that's not so controversial? Because there are some people who don't believe this is going on today. They say, oh, you Pentecostals, you're just a bunch of gibberish. You know, I've heard people say, well, if you really want to get speaking in tongues, just say, you know, banana, 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 three times and say fast, and we'll, we'll, we'll mark you down. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, seriously. That's why I wanted nobody touching me. So why tongues? I'm going to answer the question really quick. I'm going to throw some suggestions. Number one, it was serving as a sign of the baptism in the Spirit. Now, that's something that Pentecostals for a long time have agreed with. A sign that they got baptized in the Spirit. You can track that through Acts, pretty good. You can come to the Samaritan believers in Acts 8, pretty, pretty good there. Paul in Acts 17, the Gentile believers in, in Acts 10, even the Ephesian disciples in Acts 19, that one of the things that they noted when when they got baptized in the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, that they spoke in tongues, and they said, guess what? They got it just like we did at the first. Some of them it says spoke in tongues and prophesied. And in other places it was implied. So it served as a sign that they received. But the second thing is that it also serves as a sign of commissioning into Spirit-empowered mission. It's a commissioning. If you go back to Luke chapter 3, Jesus is in the Jordan. John the Baptist is baptizing him. The Bible talks how the heavens opened up and the Spirit descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove. And that was Jesus' anointing. And anointing language is enabling language. He's enabled by the Spirit. Well, Pastor, he's Jesus. He doesn't need anything. Well not how God worked it out because we notice that he's led by the spirit into the wilderness we know that he comes and he returns to Galilee in the power of the spirit after his tempting by the by Satan then he goes into the synagogue and he open he takes the scroll and it's the Isaiah scroll and what's interesting is that Jesus doesn't park on any messianic prophecies did you i don't know if you never noticed that he he just kept on going past all the messianic prophecies to come to a place in isaiah 61 where he says that the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor freedom to the captives sight to the blind you're the lord's favor And that prophecy has been fulfilled in your hearing today. And I want you to understand that that was the way that Jesus functioned from that moment on. He functioned in the anointing of the Spirit. Well, pastor, he was Jesus. He was the Son of God. Yes, he was. But I want you to understand that even Peter said that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and how he went about doing good healing all of those who are oppressed of the devil because the Lord was with them. He functioned under the empowering of the Spirit to fulfill a prophetic mission. And when I say prophetic mission... I'm talking about the inspiration of the Spirit to enable us and empower us to declare the truth about God, of who He is, what He's done in your life, about the coming of the kingdom and the need for people to repent and come to Christ. Another thing is the Jews at that time would have understood this, that with the restoration of, of prophecy at the time, that this was a, that this was a sign that the, mess, that the Messiah had come. And if the Messiah had to come, where is he? And so Peter gets an occasion to explain what it all meant. And we know he preached a pretty good sermon. Peter, the guy who was scared to death of a little girl. Isn't that neat? Peter, who was scared to death of a little girl. Hey, hey, weren't you with him? Oh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't know him. Even to the point that he curses. He curses oh man no boldness no courage and he's cursing let me tell you when he stood before the crowd that day there was a holy ghost boldness that came over Peter there was an empowering he never had before and his mouth was not cursing Jesus his mouth was praising him and his mouth was declaring that he was the Messiah and that they needed to repent oh totally different guy amen totally different guy why? Because he's empowered of the Spirit. Empowered of the Spirit. After 400 years of silence, now, boom, you've got prophecy happening. You've got inspired speech. You've got something happening. And so it produces a Spirit-inspired witness. Notice it. It says, as the Spirit enabled him. Verse 5 down through verse 8, you'll notice it says here, Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment. How are they doing this? How is it that we can hear them speaking in our own languages? And guess what the content was? And this is the part, this is so important. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. They were declaring the wonders of God. Remember what I said earlier? You've got a crowd there, pretty diverse. They are of every, I mean, they're representing. Every tribe, nation, they're representing different language and culture and religious adherence. And they're gathering there. And every nation, it says, under heaven. And that phenomena, folks, that was God enabling them to witness to them. This is supernatural cross-cultural communication. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, it's a little different. One of my professors shared a story from his home church. And it was uh, one Sunday morning, and if I read most of this, please forgive me, but I, I don't want to miss any, any points here, any details. But he says that one Sunday morning in Verdun, uh, Verdon uh, Pentecostal Church, that Doreen Naren walked down the aisle, she stood at the front of the church, while they were singing great is thy faithfulness and it was her very first time she was ever in church and then she had been there The cent- yeah it was the first time at, at, at the church and she was a woman who was, had a lot of problems she was in a mess she had been jilted by her boyfriend she had fallen into to despair her life was a mess there was no, no prospects in her life and she really wasn't going anywhere and she had a speech impediment and, so, and she was very shy, and she was very withdrawn. And they say that if you had stood within range of her voice, you would have known that she couldn't sing at all. This isn't really a good picture. So she ends up in a Sunday evening service at the invitation of some friends, and they knew her condition. And something resonated within her that Sunday night, so much that she decided to return next Sunday morning. And she was not familiar with Pentecostal church services. All she knew was that she needed Jesus. That's all she knew. And here they were singing, Great is thy faithfulness. And that morning, Doreen meets Jesus. She has an encounter. And she became a permanent fixture in their congregation. And she heard the same sermons. And she heard about the power of the Holy Spirit being available to everyone and she struggled to believe that it could be true of her because of how she saw herself. She couldn't imagine how God could use somebody like her. And so on Saturday morning she was ironing in her apartment and all of a sudden she began to sing as the presence of Jesus was filling up the room and then she stopped when she heard a knock at the door. And she was really embarrassed, thinking, well, how loud was I in my singing? And so the neighbor comes, Mr. Bergman, and he says, Doreen, what were you singing? What were you singing? And she goes, uh, uh, He says, how do you know that song? How do you know that? And she was really blank, had a blank expression, didn't know what to answer. And he goes on, he says, you were singing my wife's favorite song, the song of Moses' And Miriam from Exodus 15, and you are singing it in Hebrew. And then the phone rang, and so Mr. Bergman excused himself. He had been waiting for a call from the hospital. After faithfully remaining at the bedside of his comatose wife, they had finally convinced him to go home and get rest. And They would call him. And so they said, Mr. Bergman, you need to come, and you need to come right away. And so when he arrived, his wife was sitting up in bed, and she was staring at him. And she told him that she was suddenly awake when she heard someone singing her favorite song, the song of Miriam and Moses from Exodus 15. And he asked her when she had heard it. And it was the exact same time that Mr. Bergman had heard it as well. So the Bergman celebrated her return from the realm of death. They boarded a plane for Israel so they could visit with family. And while they were on their way, he remembered that Doreen had given them a pocket-sized New Testament. And so he reached into his jacket pocket, and they began to read, and they say that somewhere over Libya, Mr. and Mrs. Bergman decided it was time that they got right with God so they could follow Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was their Messiah. They realized it, and they accepted him. And so when they got back to Montreal, they settled their affairs because they were making a permanent move back to Israel. And here's what happened with them is they made a decision that they would give the rest of their lives telling other Israeli brothers and sisters what the Lord had done for them and they would keep in touch with her back in Montreal, Doreen, so they could share reports of their exploits as they were witnessing for Jesus, singing in Hebrew and she couldn't sing at all, and she was shy, and she's singing in Hebrew, and because of the Lord's inspiration, because of the power of the Spirit, miracle. A miracle, supernatural. Folks, if she can, if, you, if the Lord can do it in Doreen Nairn's life, he can do it in your life. He can do it in my life. Oh, but pastor, I'm not gifted at this. It don't matter don't matter if you what it don't matter who you are it don't matter what you think you can or cannot do. I want you to know this morning that the Holy Spirit wants to come upon all flesh men women, sons, daughters young and old it don't matter who you are and I want you to know this morning that when when they were standing there and they were Declaring the wonders of God in tongues. It was an invitation to the world that was gathered there that day in Jerusalem. From every tribe and every nation every tongue. Why? Because they were inviting them to know Jesus as their Messiah. And I want you to know this morning in this church service, I was blown away. I couldn't wait to get, I couldn't tell my wife because she was worshiping. I couldn't tell my son because it would be distracting. Oh, this is good. Oh, I got to tell you something. As I was speaking in tongues this morning, and you probably heard it because I get loud at times, I became cognizant of a word that I was repeating. And all of a sudden, my brain kicked in. Because I want you to know when I'm speaking in tongues, I just like, okay, Lord, if you're flowing, you let it rip. I'm, I, it just comes. But I want you to know as I was speaking or shouting or whatever I was doing, declaring something, That I became cognizant of a word that I was repeating and I knew what the word was because I had read it on the cover of a book by a South African scholar who wrote his title in whatever the language was that was native to that place. I read it and I figured and and I had learned how it was pronounced. And the crazy thing was I was repeating it this morning and then I stopped. And it was like, whoa, it's the first time in my life I've actually ever known a word that I was speaking in tongues. My wife says I speak in tongues all the time because she says, I can't understand what you're saying. You're mumbling. It's just I'm getting older. But all of a sudden, yeah, know. Well, there was a word, and I know what the word meant. It was a word for spirit. It's the first time I recognized a word that I was speaking in tongues, which only continues to verify what the Bible says. And that is that when you are truly being filled with the Spirit, He gives you a real language. It's not gibberish, it's real you don't went to school to learn it but you don't need to go to school to learn it and here's the wonderful part of this now keep in mind i'm not preaching about come and get your tongues gift i'm not saying that at all that's not my point that's not the significance of what i'm preaching some camp speakers will preach on this and they say come and get your gift your prayer language gift no no this is not what it's about What this is about is this, is if God can inspire you to speak a language you have not learned, how much more can you depend on Him and have your confidence in the empowering of the Spirit to fill your mouth with words in your own language and give you the confidence and the boldness that you'll be able to make an impact for Jesus in someone else's life. That's the point. That's the point. And of course, at the same time, we also know that not only is it about the power for a mission, it, is, it was a sign that God is a welcoming God. Could we stand this morning? God is a welcoming God. He's a God of great hospitality. And he invites the world. Because there's going to be a great day. Oh, isn't it a reminder too that when that crowd responded that day, oh, it was a reminder. It was a foretaste. It was a preview of the blockbuster that's coming. Because there's one of these days we're going to gather together and we're going to look around and we're going to say, There are people from all over the world, every tribe, nation, tongue under heaven that have responded to Jesus, our Messiah, and they are with us. And boy, are we going to have a good time. Hallelujah. We're going to have a good time. And I'm telling you, this morning, it was a foretaste of it. Amen? When I see the flags behind us, and, and I see what's happening in our congregation, and I see brothers and sisters from all over, this is fantastic. I love it. Like Torben Sondergaard guy would say, I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. Could we get somebody on a guitar this morning, on the drums? I praise his name. How many would say, Lord, I need more power? I need more power. I know we've already had. I know we've already had an altar time. But is it okay this morning if we just take a few moments and say, "Lord, here I am. Send, send the wind. Send the fire. Blow again in my life." I, I, who, who would who would say this morning? I, I need I need that empowering. How many would say maybe this morning? I'm running a little low. But, you know, the gauge, the, the oil gauge is running a little low. I, maybe I need an oil change. Maybe I need God just to breathe the spirit back in with some more power, more fire. Whatever it is, it's great. Whatever it is, if we could just say, Lord, here we are, we position ourselves. If somebody could get the kids upstairs, and, and those that are upstairs. They, they growled at me a few weeks ago, said, you preached too short. We never had time to get through our stuff. So I'm hoping they had enough time to get through the curriculum today. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hands to the heavens, right? Let's put our hands to the heavens this morning. Let's get in a posture of reception. The Lord promised that He would not give us a stone. He wouldn't give us a snake. We need, we need the Spirit of God. Power us again, Lord, in Jesus' name. anybody here this morning that you say I've never been baptized filled, clothed with power from the Holy Spirit I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit that way and I need and I I want that courage I want that boldness, I want that anointing for ministry to serve God in that way that I, I, I know that he's he will fill my mouth. He will give me what I need. He'll empower me to serve Him in that way, to share my faith, to witness to others. Is there anybody here who would say, I, I want whatever God's got? I haven't experienced that. Is there anyone this morning that will lift your hand? And Because we just want to pray for you. I see a hand go up. I see a hand go up. Amen. Anyone else? I see another hand. I see two hands go up. see another hand I see see at least three so if if that's you we just want to pray for you we want to believe with you because I believe that he wants everyone to be equipped and it's available to young and old doesn't matter who you are We'll see, we'll see next week where Peter talks and he uses Joel's prophecy, and you'll see that. That capacity, that ability is, is, is for everyone. For everyone. Not just, their, not just for them and their children, their grandchildren, and for all who are far off in their lineage, but it's for us today. So that we can continue the work and minister the way Jesus did with the anointing of the Spirit upon our lives. If that's you, lift your hands and you want to come. We're just going to pray with you.
3: God, let your power just flow here. Let it flow in Jesus' name. Oh, let the power of the Holy Spirit overwhelm, 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 overwhelm. Oh, by the power of your Spirit,
0: Lord, pour out, pour out, bit, To be near you, oh God, when, when you come, come Thor hands to the heavens alive we'll in your presence, oh God, when you we come, come, so pour out your spirit. We love to be near you, oh God, when, when you come. to fire again come like a bird
3: Glory. power of your spirit oh yes lord yes lord we thank you lord we thank you lord 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 for your anointing on the children hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord
0: Come like a a a rushing wind Come come like a fire again Come like a a burning flame Have your way, way. have Have your way way. Come come like a a rushing wind wind.
3: (laughs) Oh, praise
1: God! Come like
0: a fire
3: again Thank you, God! Thank you, God. Thank Have you, God. Have your way. Oh, God. Thank you. I praise oh, you. I Come like a wreck. Come
0: like a fire. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come God. Like yes, God. Flame. Have your way. Have your way.
3: Rushing wind, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord oh God we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise we thank you Lord we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise praise, hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Lord. Lord. stuff happened to me I want to tell everybody Thank you, Lord. Hello. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
4: Praise God. Praise Jesus.
0: I just had a rush of energy, just filled me, filled my whole body. I fell. But I kept feeling this power and this strength just fill me. And with the, with the help and the support of everyone here, it's, it's in me. It's, it's still in me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you all. God bless Praise you all. God. Amen.
1: Praise God. Amen.
4: Amen. 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 <laughs> That's great. That's just great. That's just awesome. That's just awesome. I've heard testimonies of people saying that when the Lord was working on them, He removed doubt of their mind. Begin to put faith in their heart. Feeling, feeling electricity going through their body. I mean, this is, God does it in so many different ways, but you just know that, he's, you just know that it's him. And uh, all we did was pray for Greg, you know, and it's just like stuff started happening. It's awesome. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your power and your presence today. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? uh, Something going on today that you want to share? Because I want you to know stories build our faith, right? Our personal experiences of sharing those stories.
2: So while we were yesterday down in in Red Deer at the Farmer's Market and praying for people for healing there, um, Marianne is over in Singapore doing the same thing. They have a. It was almost identical to what... We were doing like so God is moving all over the world. He is healing people, He's moving in power. It is the gospel with power. We're living it real today. This isn't we're not waiting for the Spirit to come. The Spirit came. He's here. Just realize. Realize. Step into it. Step into what he has for us. Get some. Get some. That's right. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. Well, how many glad they came today? I'm glad. Anybody else got a, a testimony?
3: You don't know this one yet, Pastor. But as soon as you began to speak out loud in tongues, a wind came. And it blew me down in my seat. I was standing right next to Ed, and you were over here, and this wind went right past, and it just threw me to my
1: seat. Wow. So there you go. Wow,
4: hey. Wow. Hey, wow! That's cool. That's
1: cool. It's pretty hard for me to say, it. and I came this place today. I've been never, ever in my life. I haven't seen the God I didn't. I can I don't know why I'm crying, but it's my heart is breaking. Please. Mm. Please, God, help me. And thank you for everyone here to pray for me. Just my prayers are positive. I'm sorry. I don't
3: know. Why this thing going to do it? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Circuit. Thank you. Thank. Amen. you, thank you, Lord. Thank, aus- thank you, yeah. Lord. Lord. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
4: Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank you,
0: Oh God, when you come So pour out your spirit We love to be near you Oh God, when you come With our hands to the heavens light in your presence Oh God, when you come So pour out your spirit We love to be near you Oh God, when you come Our hands to the heavens, alive in Your presence, oh God. When You come, so pour out Your Spirit. We love to be near You, oh God. When You come, with our hands to the heavens, alive in Your presence, oh God. When You come, so pour out Your Spirit. We love to be near you, oh God, when you come. A sound coming on the wind Changing hearts and minds Healing brokenness I see a generation breaking through despair I see a generation Full of fate, declared our song it will be out of the darkness we will rise and sing to see he is faithful and he is glorious and he is Jesus and all Hope is in him. He he is, is freedom, freedom. And he, he is, is healing right now. He is, is open and and joy, and joy and love and peace and, peace and life. Yeah. Oh. 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 I've seen a light like the break of dawn, it's giving blind man sight, and letting lame man walk. I see a generation with resurrection light, I see a generation filled with the power of Christ And our song it will be Out of the darkness We will rise and sing See His faithful me His glorious And all. My Hope is in you. He is freedom he is healing right now. He is hope and joy and love and peace and life. Hallelujah. He has paid the highest price,
3: the highest price you pay.
0: He has proven his great love for us. So we will praise him with our lives. And proclaim our love for him.
3: Oh yes, Lord.
0: he has paid the highest price.
3: Yes, he has,
0: and he has proven his great love for us. We will praise him with our lives and proclaim our love for him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we'll proclaim our love. faithful and he, he is glorious and he, he is Jesus Lord. and all he my hope is in him, him. he, he is, is freedom and he, he is healing right now he is open, joy and love and peace and life.
3: Oh, yes, Jesus, you are. Oh, we praise and worship you. Yes, Lord. Yes, we praise and worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah.
0: you are. Ooh. Ooh. You are our joy. You are Hope is in him, he is freedom And he is healing. right now He is hope and joy and love and peace and life Oh, oh, oh
4: leave for any reason God bless you for coming this morning if you want to stick around you are welcome to stay and worship and praise as long as things roll so God bless you I'm going to connect for anyone that's that got a head i I'll connect with you in, in the foyer just to uh to see you off, Uh, but for anyone else that just wants to linger in the Lord's presence, uh, we're not going to shut anything down until the Lord decides. Okay? Sound good?
0: i And an amen. amen.
3: Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
0: so come awake to hung Of my soul for in me to Too